change to improve is to change and to be perfect is to change often but what does it mean to change why do some people adapt to change so easily and some people don't hello and welcome to the first episode of coffee with a ninja i have with me one of my really good friends julian who is an expert in his own field I call him a marketing guru. I don't know if he likes it or not, but wow. he's done some amazing things in his life. He works in some amazing positions in in various large companies. But what I what I like about Julian is his philosophical thinking, which is why he's here for this profound topic. And the reason why I started this entire thing is my really good friend David, David Christopher, who pushed me to to do this and he's here with me today as the ninja's apprentice the apprentice i pushed you really hard right <laughs> not hard. easy right push him yeah, no no <laughs> it, it was difficult because he tried to he tried to knock me with a technique you know like <laughs> yeah you pushed me hard to do this and i've been pushing him hard to join my class so i think he's agreed finally so let's see if the ninja apprentice actually becomes the apprentice yeah it's a compromise because the last time i was doing this kind of thing was judo right and i was like 13 years old something like when i when i finished judo because i joined soccer but i achieved the black belt yeah there's a very very important saying that i tell my students a lot in class black belt is very important to hold your trousers up yeah exactly <laughs> what i wanted to say about david the only belt he's using these days is to hold his trousers up or out of amazing but for me change to be in very very simple terms is is adaptability the last two years in fact with the pandemic is one of the greatest eye openers for us is to adapt to things that are not in our control in relationships uh, environmental conditions every day we are seeing uh, new curve balls being thrown at us and for us to be able, able to adapt and come out of that successfully is change for me you know can i say what they say in the definition like in the in the google before sure. you explain your change right so change is the, is make someone or something different alter or modify yeah okay yeah, that's excellent so now your change what yeah no i will get to what what i think i think changes but i want to touch upon something which is very important uh, relationships during this pandemic has suffered a lot because of this drastic True. change of work from home culture that has just kind of crept up on us and now it's become the new norm so how has this change affected people you think julian so here's the thing right we are living in two different worlds now the new world that we're living in is office away from office okay let's call it work from home now you know fundamentally humans are social beings and the entire office was not to go into office at 9 and clock out at 5 but to be able to interact with other people yeah. and, you know because humans are built to be social look at david david david's not even on social media so he's a prime example of you know being social in the real sense of the word you know because i don't trust in social media <laughs> <There you laughs> I, i probably on the yeah I, i prefer meeting the people face to face well yeah. I, i have facebook by the way but i don't use it i don't even know the password yeah, well, so i just leave it like that when i look back about working from home especially the first 2 3 months suddenly you're working from home especially if you have a partner who's a homemaker who's at home you are actually in her space or their space they're not in yours the bedroom also becomes your workspace then coming in and putting on the lights or you know dusting the bed or all of these sounds you cannot be upset about especially when one of, you're one of those calls and 
you know, some sweeping noise or swabbing or the vacuum cleaner. All this white noise you tend to absorb and say, listen, I'm not at office and my wife's not disturbing me at office. I'm in her office <laughs> and I'm interrupting her work. That's, that's brilliant. You know? That's brilliant. So things like this, when I, when I said, when we, we chatted initially about change, right? It's sometimes, and, and David pointed out rightly, he's got the Google description there. You cannot argue with him. <laughs> So sometimes change is two ways, right? Either you're changing the other person or you're changing yourself. So I'm learning every day to be able to adapt to working in someone else's space, right? I I, I don't see like, you know, to be honest, I I don't have a lot of friends who've been married for a couple of years, maybe say 10, 15 years, who have a partner, a big relationship, who takes exclusive decisions, the men in a home, I'm saying. You can give your opinion. But decision-making, I see always, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> um, my parents, prime example, right? My dad is, uh, is like a lion in the office, right? And everyone's scared of him. And then when he comes home, my dad has to ask my mom, can I please buy this furniture? <laughs> right? So in, in my current home uh, where my mother lives, there's two things which my dad has bought. Everything else. <laughs> but it's the same with me, you know, my wife, well, it's her house, you know, but the only thing she allows me to do whatever I want is in one room where I work, you know, so I can put whatever I want there, it's the only thing I can, I can do, you know, the rest is her, her decision, more or less. You know? Lucky you, Dave. <laughs> At least I have one room, right? So, humans have a very interesting relationship with change because we are deathly scared of change at the same time we cannot live without change. So if we, if we don't change, we feel life is mundane. We have to do something. However, we don't do that because we are scared of change. We want to hold on to our current reality. So in this kind of situation, what happened was change was thrusted on us and it was completely out of our control. We had to choose, adapt or get burnt. It just happened much faster than what we used to. Yeah. You think that, that made a big difference in, in this case? Let me ask you uh, a, a philosophical question. Shoot. When an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, what happens? I'm hoping it's not friction because, <laughs> because that, that's exactly what, what I feel like, you know, when, when, when uh, the best offense and the best defense, David can talk more about it, he's a footballer. But, uh, you know, when they're evenly matched, for someone to actually give in and understand and adapt, the outcomes are so important, right? It depends on what outcome you're looking at and how soon do you want those outcomes, right? There's no, obviously, there's no right and wrong answer for this. It's a philosophical question. Either the, the unstoppable force stops and the immovable object moves or they both get destroyed, right? So that is, that is the profound nature of change. We, we, we look at it as, uh, as small, minute things that we have to do, small adjustments. If we, if we don't adapt to these small things, you, you do get destroyed, right? And, and that is as well another form of change because by accepting a new reality, you have to destroy your old one. Mm-hmm. That's like the phoenix in all of us, no? If you are not willing to give up your old self and if you continue to do things the way you're doing it today, you can't change. Are you willing to kill off your old self to be reborn today? I'm picking a cue from what you said and what David said as well. I think change is acceptance, from adaptability to acceptance. You have to accept that this is what I want to do. 
and these are some of the outcomes that i'm expecting let, let me let me throw in a little example which since we are talking about these difficult times in pandemic let's not whine about it and see some of the benefits that have actually come out of it right so when we have our team meetings and usually most often than not late in the evening you'll pick up a 5 o'clock call right so i have a team member whose name i'm not going to mention but he'll probably listen to this and have a smile on his face uh he has a, a two year old or three year old son who makes an appearance on the camera so the kid will climb up on the chair sit on his lap and stuff like this so this started for about 6 months 7 months you know we've all accepted now i official i call him the official i call the kid the official mascot of the company <laughs> so we've accepted this this change of this new world that we we uh, the way we operate in this new world or we've adapted to this change that sometimes if the little chap is not on the video i'm asking this colleague of mine hey listen where's your son bring him on <laughs> you know <laughs> because it's 5 o'clock and coming back to my same point his daddy is at home he only works till 5 daddy this is my time right yeah, yeah. and who am i i mean i consider myself the leader of the team i'm an acceptance that this is his time so this small element of change that i've adapted to I really don't mind this thing and this has become part of us because this is his time you know yeah yeah so so these are small things and when you accept this change suddenly you'll start missing some of some of the outcomes that have come out of this you know which is which is really small but some of us just don't tend to make note and think of these things that bring that 5 o'clock happiness You know what happened in my meetings is like someone for example in the street is like with a dog barking or <laughs> a car is like or, or very very old motorbike or very noisy or or even the, the truck that is collecting this kind of waste you know like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah 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 the yeah. good thing is that because I work with uh, with Ireland you know normally it's in my evening afternoon something like that and normally it's not like that but sometimes there are big noise in the background and they are like where are you are you in the street <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my uh, my colleagues she's t- talking very seriously and her husband walks by in his towel behind <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then she noticed it and she's messaging me uh, did, did everybody see that <laughs> i said i saw it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> thank god he had his towel on <laughs> thank god for that thank god for me you know what i felt really i'm uh, not about the change but just for kids is keeping away uh, keeping them away from school and this whole new thing of learning online you know some of some of us as parents uh, who have smaller kids my kids are really really big so i don't have a problem and they they use the technology some 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 kids um like to keep away you know the ipads and the phones and the computers from their kids because of these games and the time that they spend indoors rather than outdoors but now because learning is everything about technology they stuck in one room when they grow up without socializing it's very difficult after a specific age to actually start socializing you know what i mean we always had distant learning programs where you don't need to go to college but you can do it online right but sticking away that you know little small little quarrels that you have on the sliding board or pushing each other down or coming back dirty home or you know stuff like that i mean those things i feel that this specific thing is keeping the kids away and they don't understand it see we understand socializing and non socializing yeah. but the kids they don't you know i'm actually aligned now with with dave telling me about you know his is uh, non uh, what can i say he's not hooked on social media he's not been there 
because i see a lot of kids just living lives there right it yes. your social status is not the number of friends who you're having a drink with or coffee but the number of people who comment or like some of your followers. stuff <laughs> yeah. followers so right? then again you're building you know those wall gardens around yourself and you're living in this fantasy world i mean listen i can be old fashioned because of my age but i'm saying i'm i'm a firm believer that people need to be out in groups because we're built to be that way humans yeah. are supposed to be that way you yeah, know yeah. because we're social beings one of the uglier side of this change the pandemic has brought into our life the the separations and the number of divorces in the world has increasing drastically mm-hmm. okay obviously it means that some people are not able to adapt or to the change why are people resistant to change because some people is used to something and they don't want to change is what we were saying you know probably for them the, the the benefits of the change is not as good as you know as as for you for example or they are losing more than than they are winning for that change so then they don't want to change yeah absolutely there's no wrong there's no right answer or wrong yeah. answer yeah everything is is right but there are more rights than less right no hey <laughs> we leave that the audience to decide yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the outcomes from a specific the outcomes that is for me can be different from a partner right so i think the alignment in terms of i believe where this friction is coming in i mean um, it's no personal reference but where i believe in people that i speak to and stuff like that is she doesn't see my point of view he doesn't see my point of view he thinks he is right i think i'm right you know those are starting points if you allow it to grow and it would be something really really small at the end of the day it's something that you can you know sweep under the carpet and say okay it's not dirty you know but this thing when it grows it's like a seed when this thing grows and says that okay i didn't give in you didn't give in and we've had this conversation santi many many times and thank you for that but i think it could start off with with what the actual outcome is if both can look at what are we trying to achieve by having a standoff now if i'm going to quarrel with dave which i don't know is super fit i'm not going to do that with either of you gents but i'm saying if you're going to square off with both of you guys i want to know what the objective is of of squaring off is if one person in that particular confrontational um, situation can understand what am i going to gain from this one of them can just take one step back and everyone wants their outcome more close than the other i think is leading is is the starting point of these type of things it's absolutely no one if you've been around for about 15 20 years anti with with a partner or 5 years 6 years you've been there for 6 years so that cannot be about understanding each other right it's now that the world has thrown you to more close than you ever are so you started to find out even the smallest of differences because you're in such close context or you know with each other yeah, that's that, that's that's what i feel um, it's my opinion Yeah, it's a good opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's true. It's, as you say, there's nothing wrong or right, right? It's like yeah. right or wrong. You say wrong or right or right or wrong. There's neither of them is right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, change is hard because if you have to accept that your version of reality is not correct, that means everything that you believe in is wrong. Mm-hmm. In your mind. But the reality is there is no right and wrong right so we have to have that curiosity and that inquisitiveness to be able to look at every single thing action or event or or deed as a new thing with a fresh pair of eyes 
my name in uh, one of the meanings of my name if you literally translate it to japanese santoshi is 3 years and this is quite significant because my grandmaster keeps reminding us that we need to have the curiosity or the mindset of a 3 year old child where we play with everything where we explore things right and we don't have any set understandings of things this is the problem right we have we understand things we understand that this is right this is wrong this duality that we live in where things can either be a or b leads us into problem oh yeah it's a it's a good way to live our life it is important but in a relationship when you have such fixed ideas about about things becomes an issue when people come to me and and they they ask for suggestions on how to better the relationship i would say first thing you have to do is to do no thing not do nothing do no thing yes right because we are so eager to fix our relationship that we start doing things that we think are right right without understanding the situation that we are in once we are able to listen which is the first step once we are able to listen not with our ears but with our mind opening up our mind to every thing that our partner is showing us telling us and not telling us and not showing us we are able to see that then we know all the decisions that we'll have to make are irrelevant we know exactly what is that what is to be done for the greater good what do you want from the relationship we have a very short life right and we have we have only set time we spend with each other do you want to spend one day sulking and and being angry with each other or just be okay with things not being the way you think they should be and do nothing ah it's interesting very interesting so do you think you know just to just just to take a cue on, on in 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 context to what you're saying i also feel sometimes there's this concept of fear that comes with change you know if i change or if she doesn't change or he doesn't change or your partner doesn't change or your children doesn't change then there's a fear attached to the outcome that i was talking about you're so convinced that if you don't change the way that you are today then you are going to be like this it's a fear of the unknown you know when that fear comes in you move from being from having an opinion to being opinionated right and that becomes i have i become very strong in my convictions in my opinions and say hey listen i can tell my kids you have to study business management you have to study digital because that's where the money is if not you know i can be like oh what is he going to do is he going to you know take in a profession it's not going to make money you know that type of stuff that that fear now, unless i change on how i look at this fear of the unknown i don't know what you you gents think maybe i'm 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 going a bit far but i i, I don't know fear is part of change david why don't you take a shot at that what do you think <laughs> i mean like fear is one of the the things that doesn't allow you to change i think if you are in a good I status think. i mean if your status quo is good you are happy with that you are in the comfort zone fear is one of the things that just opposes to your change right you don't want to change because you have fear you know if you have mm. more to win mm. you will change you know i, I think i have a big smile on my face right yeah, I see, now I see. because 
This is the next topic of my podcast. No. Oh. Episode 2. Oh my god, it's right. episode 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to episode 2 already. So this is the We are seamlessly <laughs> navigated into the next well, episode. But it's a good good segue for us to like stop uh, end end the podcast Correct. as well, right? So fear, as you said David, fear is a demotivator. But as an as everything in 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 the universe, a thing can be its own opposite. This just like how fear is a demotivator it is a great motivator okay yeah. so there are only four reasons why people do anything and this is critical for us to understand there are only four motivators in our life that's fear love desire and duty so these are only four motivators nothing else right if you if you if you think about it hard you'll you'll realize that every motivator that we have boils down into one of these four categories and at this point you need to really dig deep down and and, the, and ask yourself why are you resistant to change is it really the fear or is it any one of those four see fear is not sustainable right fear instills in us a fight or flight response mm-hmm. which is not sustainable your body is not designed to handle that for an extended period of time So the one thing we have to do when you when you when you're afraid and you realize that you're it's fear which is driving you not to do or to do something you have to breathe you have to breathe and do no thing okay. because when you do something in fear you're all you're you're reacting to emotions right you're reacting to a, an emotion which is driving you to do something and you're not able to think logically about this right and as soon as you realize that you are either doing something or not doing something because of any emotion uh, happiness sorrow whatever emotion right it's best not to do no nothing wait once you wait and the emotion passes your decision you don't have to take a decision because it's clear what is what is the next step yeah it's a, it's a great take away from this particular podcast <laughs> no, that's true like when, yeah. when you took a decision no just thing. with emotions is like very bad normally is 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 not very the best normally is not the best the best decision so yeah. to to wrap it up right wrap up you have to do no thing when you find yourself resistant to change by doing no thing you then take a step back and ask yourself why what motivates you not to change is it fear is it love is it ambition or is it duty and once you know where you stand then you will know where to go thank you for listening in right. to this podcast number 1 thanks david for for being with me on all the podcasts going forward <laughs> and uh, thanks julian i really enjoyed talking to you and and it was a pleasure pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. always a pleasure my friend and uh, i i suspect you will be here again i'm pretty sure you'll be here I again sure. i'll wait for that invite on that note change is good sometimes it's not thank you all and i'll see you on episode 2 see you awesome. santosh and bye. david and julian signing off cheers bye bye